Hi there, it's Martin from Robson Laidler. Um, today I thought I'd talk to someone who is an expert in face-to-face -face networking. And I thought that would be an interesting conversation to have, bearing in mind we're under lockdown and we're not allowed to meet in gatherings anymore. So today I've got Craig Moore, um, who is going to tell us a little bit about himself first. So hi, Craig. Tell us who you are and what you do, please. Hello, Martin. Um, so I'm the executive director for a company called BNI that um, is a worldwide organization operating in 72 countries throughout the world. Um, it truly is a global organization. It's been around a long time, 35 years in the making. But I look after the Northumbria patch. I look after everywhere from Sunderland right the way through to the Scottish border. And as you mentioned, we provide face-to-face um, -face business meetings, networking um, and uh, opportunities for businesses. So it must be an interesting time for you at the moment. Um, but, you know, so, so as a worldwide organization with a local kind of gathering, how, how many meetings do you have that meet regionally? So um, each week we've got, um, we've got nine regular meetings that meet every week. Uh, we've got new meetings that, uh, that are forming, new groups that we've got forming across the, uh, across the region. So we're always busy um, and close to a couple of hundred, maybe a couple of hundred members um, every week typically meet face-to-face, -face, both for the opportunities for, to generate business for one another, um, but also for education to, to help learn and uh, develop new business skills. Okay, and, and what, do you, what do you think it is that makes this, this weekly gathering such a, such a critical thing? Why not meet fortnightly or monthly or, or the, people drop in and out when they fancy? Okay, so yeah, weekly meetings, I mean, um, we know ourselves that um, obviously we're busy people. Um, if we were to meet monthly, um, it's quite easy that if you then don't meet, if you, if you can't make the meeting that one month, um, it's going to be two months before you see the other person. Um, even the same with the, the likes of fortnightly, um, where we find that weekly meeting um, is, is the best results that we can get from our meetings. And there is um, some certain psychological facts that say that, um, you know, if you don't see somebody for more than 10 days, they drop out your short-term memory. So when we're wanting to be referable to each other, learn from each other, um, and have that sort of relationship with each other, we meet on a weekly basis. And much like you would do with your sales team. So if you employed your own sales team and you had your own sales staff working for you, you would meet them every week. You, you'd talk about what you're looking for for the next week and what you achieved from the previous week. And that's very much like what we do. And I presume there's a certain kind of camaraderie that gets built up in the, in, in the meetings. If you're meeting every week, it, at some point, these aren't just people who are looking for work for you. They, they must obviously become close friends and colleagues. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So we, um, I, I mean, I talk about it personally and I talk about it quite a lot with um, our training sessions. Um, through life, I think you, you develop different levels of friendships. You develop different friends through your life. And you've got those friends that maybe you, your longest standing friends, maybe it's your friends that you've learned, you, you even went to primary school with or secondary school that you, you carry on through your life knowing. Um, you've got your best friends, the people that when things go wrong, they're the people that you're picking the phone up to and the people that you're talking to. But also I think throughout life you, you come into contact with um, business friends and they might not be the first person you pick the phone up to when, you know, when you've, something's gone wrong at home or what have you. But they're the people who've got you back in terms of in business. 
and they're the people that you would meet regularly with, socialize with, and the people that genuinely would want to help you succeed in business in the same way that you would want to help them succeed as well. So yes, there's a, there's a huge social aspect to it in that sense as well, because we, we build relationships that last a lifetime. Oh, really? Um, you, you, you mentioned it's a worldwide organization. How, how do you rally your region? I mean, do, do you have a regional goal? Something that the, the, the regional members can kind of buy into locally? Yeah, uh, well, you see, worldwide, um, obviously there's, there's many, many franchise regions throughout the world. Um, and obviously with it being in 72 countries, but we, we operate the same structure. It doesn't matter where you go in the world. Um, it, it's, it's the same thing. And it's been, like I say, developed over the last 35 years. However, what we do regionally is suits the people regionally. And our goal regionally, and I set this goal back when uh, I took over the running of this franchise, was to make this business in this area generate £25 million year in, year out for its members. And so to put that into context, that's, that's by referrals. So the members meet. Um, they find referrals for each other and we measure it. We have a tool that measures the, the referrals and the value of those referrals um, in an anonymous way so we can um, uh, protect the earners and, and what have you. But we, we record how much business we generate. And so my goal for this region in which um, my whole director team share and we cascade through the leadership teams is basically that we want the members to generate £25 million for the business for themselves year in, year out, every year. So 25 million is a lot, of, a lot of money, Craig, and I presume each, each chapter obviously measures their own contribution towards that. And I understand that it's the person who does the job that records the value. So again, there's no, there's no reason for that to be falsified. They would just value the, the work that they've done. Is that right? Yeah, um, absolutely. So the referral process works is if I'm, if, for example, you were in a meeting, turned around and said, I'm looking for an introduction into Joe Blogs of Blogs Corp. And I knew that I, I knew that person, they were in my portfolio, and I knew I could get you that introduction. I'd make that introduction for you. So you would, um, I, I would make the recommendation. And if you then started doing work with Joe Blogs and you, um, you got the business that you wanted for him, you, using our app and um, our, the, our system that we have, would record the value of the business that you've generated on there. Um, I don't know how much that is. Um, you do, like I say, our process remains anonymous to the person who's doing it, but it comes from the person who's, who's actually got the business themselves. So in that case, it would be you using that as an example. And so all of that, that those figures that get put in get totted up weekly, monthly, annually, and it gives us a figure overall as to, so we know what value we're really giving to our members and how much business that they're generating for each other. Okay, Greg, so it sounds like a well, a well kind of uh, a well-oiled system. How, how has lockdown affected this then? Because of course, weekly gatherings of a large number of people is something that you simply can't do at the moment. Yes, definitely. So um, obviously it has changed, things have changed. And I will say right from the off, nothing will ever substitute a face-to-face -face meeting. Nothing will ever substitute that. However, BNI for quite a while has used uh, an online platform in different countries throughout the world, um, certainly helping groups in remote areas. And so BNI online has been around. And so what we were allowed to do, um, and very quickly may I add, when these lockdown pr uh, process came in place and we stopped face-to-face -face meetings, we were able to transition very quickly into our online system. 
and the groups have continued to meet uh, week by week using the online system. Um, I think we only missed one week um, while we were in the process of, uh, of training the leadership teams in terms of being able to run the meetings online. And we, we jumped straight into the process of um, using our online system. So the meetings are almost the same. Okay, not physical handshakes anymore. There's a lot, lots of waving and things goes on instead. Um, but generally, overall, the structure of our meetings is still there and the benefits very much still there for the members. And I note on your, your background there, it is now more than ever, um, which I suppose is, is fairly apt because it's, it sounds like what you're trying to do here is give people warmed introductions into people that need their services, a word of mouth referral. Um, and I know from speaking to you in the past, in, in, from speaking to many businesses, that is the best way to get work. If you, you, you've, you've jumped so many hurdles if you can get straight into someone's premises to give them a quote for a job. But yet most people don't actually have a plan to get more of those referrals, do they? No, that's, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a really fair point. We have, um, we get a lot of people who recognise that word of mouth is the most cost effective and the best way to generate business. But then when you ask them for the strategy and say, well, what's your strategy to get more? They don't have a strategy. And that's essentially all BNI is. It's a strategy to get more word of mouth referrals. It's a strategy to get more recommendations using your friends in the room, the people who were, who were there wanting to help you. And with the structure of 35 years around it and all the education and the, uh, the BNIU platform, which is our online e-learning and everything that comes together to help people to be able to do so. Good. And of course, you've also got the, the, the combined experience of everybody else who you meet with in, a, in an informal way. They've, they've probably seen and been where you are and can help you out with all kinds of issues rather than just, you know, do a plastering job or a painting job for you or whatever else it is they do. They've probably been there and seen it. Absolutely. Do you know, I mean, you've touched on something there, Martin. That, I mean, that, that often is as valuable as the referrals because you have such a wealth of knowledge of people in the room. And there was a story from when I, from quite a few years ago when I was a member and there was a gentleman who was quite new in business. He was always the life and soul, if you like, of the, um, of the chapter on the morning. Um, he was always one of the characters and one of the people that you would be happy to see in there. And he came into the meeting one day and he was quite clearly subdued and he wasn't, he wasn't quite as happy as he would normally be. And after having just five minutes chat, um, said, you, you know, I mean, is everything okay? Um, because, you know, genuinely you, you people you meet on a regular basis he's, he's not the same and he said um, I'm just really worried he said um, you know I, I love what I do I love this and but I was always worried about becoming self-employed because I don't know how to deal with this and he pulls out of his pocket a brown envelope from HMRC and it was a, a letter from the Inland Revenue and he was stressing about it and the accountant in the room at the time um, came over had a look had a quick look at the letter and went, oh, don't worry about it. He said, that's just, you know, it's just a common letter. It's this, that, and the other. And the guy's mood improved instantly. And that, that there could have preyed on his mind all week until he got to the bottom of it or whatever it may be. It was answered there and then. Um, he, he instantly saw a difference in this guy. And so I don't think he can ever, ever, um, you know, put a value on what it's like to have that sort of relationship with all those different professions in the room and have those people who have your back. And I suppose that as good as the online system might be, Craig, and I dare say it is doing the job, 
that, that is probably one of the reasons why the face-to-face -face will never be surpassed. Because online, the meeting probably ends, I'm assuming, and then everyone goes their way. Whereas in the real-life meeting, of course, everyone hangs around, has a cup, has a catch-up. It's, it's not just a 90-minute thing, is it? There's, there's, there's quite a bit more to the, the actual meeting before and after, the network and the socialising. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we do still do an element of it, but you're right in what you say there. The, the bit before the meeting, so our meetings are structured, 20-point sit-down agenda that we have that's, like I say, worldwide proven that maximises the amount of business. Um, and it's why BNI itself um, can boast and say it's the most successful organisation of its type in the world because of the structure that we have. However, the relationship side of things, as you alluded to there, you, you can't have that conversation with people through a 90-minute piece of meeting. So the bit before the meeting and the bit after the meeting is really where the magic happens in the open networking, getting to chat, get to know each other, and the bit after. We do still do some online, so the members are still jumping online early, so and we're getting people coming online from 6.30 and we're having little breakout rooms and chats and what have you in there as well. And we've got um, things going on afterwards, lots of socials. So quite a lot of the, um, quite a lot of the techie people in the, uh, in the region have been doing um, online like uh, quizzes and online, you know, different social activities just to try and keep that uh, social element. And the amount of coffees, um, the amount of times I'm having a coffee um, and a chat with people, much like yourself, Martin, is, is lovely. So, Martin, we might not be face-to-face -face and, you know, and I can buy you a coffee. Um, certainly, we, we're still having a coffee and a chat online as well. And, and actually, what, I mean, what, what an interesting thing here is the, the widespread acceptance of things like Zoom now. I, I, th I think probably 75% of the business community think Zoom was invented immediately after COVID-19 was discovered. But of course, it's been around for years. It just, it just feels like it's more universally accepted. And there's no reason why, you know, you, you live a, a fair trek away from me. There's no reason why we couldn't have always just had half hour on Zoom. Whereas we seem, you know, pre-lockdown, pre it was, well, next time I'm up, we'll catch up. And actually, there's no reason why people couldn't just catch up any time, is there? No, I mean, geography disappears when you're using this sort of platform. So you've got, um, you've got a brilliant opportunity here, um, like you say, just to be able to talk to people and, and have that coffee. Um, again, it, it's not the same as face-to-face. -face. Um, you know, I love what I do. I, I honestly believe I've, um, I've got the best job in the world. And um, I really felt like that for a long time now. And it's great to be able to you know to go and chat with people and catch up with people so yes in the light of what's going on at the moment yeah you know it it could be a very lonely place without the likes of this technology in place but i don't think it'll ever substitute uh, you know me buying you a coffee and meeting up first to first yeah i agree with you there craig because there's, there's, there's another dimension to sitting in front of someone you, you, you can tell a lot more it's, it's a more personal thing um i mean with that in mind what's happened to the level of activity within the meetings and yeah, I suppose you've got people who literally cannot work how are they coping are they are they still attending the online meetings yeah so it, we it was always going to be a question mark as to what happened with that but yes overall um, the answer is yes there's um, you know we, we, we've got um, almost the normal attendance that we would have to the meetings anyway 
um, as well as a lot of guests coming along because they're getting to be able to see B&I completely for free at the moment. They're not having to drive somewhere. That you know, there's no venue fee involved in obviously the, the catering or the room hire or anything. Um, so we've got a lot of people coming along, but generally, even the people who who are there who who, who can't work at the moment um, or are not working, they're attending the meetings because. As we mentioned earlier, you build up personal relationships with these people in the room and they're understanding that, you know, this isn't just about them. It's not a case of, well, look, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't work. There's, there's nothing I can do here. I'm not attending the meeting. We've got people attending the meetings saying, I would miss you guys if I wasn't here and attending the meetings. And whilst I can't work, I would love to be able to try and help you guys out and see if, you know, for the ones in the room who are working, let's see if we can get you those introductions because they know it'll come back around to us a later date. They know that when they get back to working, when, you know, when they're allowed to go and work and what have you, um, you know, that it, it's a case of that the others will help them back in return. So that's, that's a lot of what's going on. And I suppose that's a good real life um, demonstration of the, the motto of B&I, which is give us gain. Yes, absolutely. I mean, BNI's core value is give us gain. And, you know, that, that's a pure example of it. It's, it's essentially uh, what goes around comes around. If you help me, I'll help you. Um, and what, what about the numbers then, Craig? I mean, you know, obviously, just, I don't know, pick a chapter. Last week, they'll have sat down, had an online meeting. Are they, are they still passing reasonable levels of introductions? Yeah, so in the first week or two, um, when we were adapting to the online platform, when we when the chapters were getting used to it, um, there was a, a there was a slight dip, and that was that was understandable. We were always going to see that, but as time's going on, businesses are adapting, and it's do you know, Martin, it's so exciting to see how some businesses have really encapsulated the fact that do you know what we can't do what we normally do, and so um, we're we're going to do something else instead. And there's some fantastic business stories and success stories around at the moment about businesses and how they've really progressed um, and, and moved forward and, you know, and generating good profits and doing what they should be doing. And so as an example, um, one of our groups last week, um, through, through diversification within the group of, of members in there, they generated 100 and, over 140 referrals. So this is over 140 genuine opportunities for business so we, we don't deal in leads. It's not just that person might need your services. It's, it's genuine opportunities where there's a, an opportunity exists there over 140 of them in just one week. So the opportunities that we've got going on in the region are, are immense, but they're coming from the back of businesses who are changing the way that they would normally operate and being able to you know, develop great, great, great things throughout this time. So Craig, um, you know, you've got people thanking other members for the value of the business they received. How does a member know who to pass the work to in the first place? Let's say, for instance, you've got three plasterers in the room. I mean, are they fighting for that work? How, how does that work? Okay, so um, we only allow one person from each trade up profession to be part of the uh, to be part of the meeting. So a plasterer would essentially, if they came along, they submitted an application because membership to BNI, unfortunately, is not automatic. It's not. A bums on seats exercise we, we we don't accept everyone unfortunately uh, we look for the top quality businesses and businesses who want to grow and if they accept that application then that particular plastering company would lock out their competition there would be no other plasterers um, able to come along to the meeting um, in their place 
So they, they know that any business for plasterers in that room is secured for, uh, just for them. We've, we've covered off a lot of things here, Craig. The, the only thing that people probably won't get from this is what a meeting actually looks like. If people wanted to see a meeting now, I mean, how, how do they go around doing that? Have you got a link or is there someone they should speak to? Yeah, so um, we've uh, we've got links on Eventbrite. So if you have a look on Eventbrite, there's uh, there's opportunities on there. If you know somebody who's already a member um, or of, a, of an existing group, they'll um, they'll get you an introduction. You're more than welcome to come along and uh, and have a look, um, providing that the, it doesn't clash with somebody else who's already in the room, uh, or they can get in touch with us uh, through the website. So our website, bni-northumbria.com. Um, you can there's a link on there to visit the chapter. You can go on there and you can um, you can visit a chapter. You can book yourself on there, and we can uh, we we can just help facilitate that for you. Point you in the right direction. Find one which is geographically close to where you are. So if in the future you decide you want to go and visit in person, it's it's the right place to go as well. And on top of that, we've got um, we've got five new groups forming at the moment throughout the region. So even if you are in one of those industries where, unfortunately, there's somebody um, in every group and there's, there's no opportunities there for you, we've got five brand new groups that are opening up um, around the region. We've got, um, we've got Annick, we've got North Shields, we've got Hexham, Sunderland, um, Morpeth, and Whitley Bay coming up as well. So we've, we've got a lot of opportunities in areas, in other areas as well, if, if the vacancies don't exist. Um, so what, one thing that's worth, I think, touch, touching on here for a second, Craig, is this, there seems to have been a change in people now trying to support their local grocer, their local butcher, their local pie maker. Um, I mean, that, 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 that kind of is at the core of what B&I is about, is it? Yeah, absolutely, because we, whilst we are a global organisation, as I mentioned, um, you know, we, we operate in all of those different countries, we are still a local, um, we are a local business and we look after local businesses. So the goal, um, the goals for this region um, is about generating business for this region. We want the, the, the business to generate business to business in Northumbria, in the Northumbria region. So um, yeah, more than ever now, um, we're, we're seeing that those loyalties to the local businesses are flourishing um, because we want each other to succeed. We want each other to do well. And I, and, I, and I suppose that's reflected in the membership. I know that it's very rare for a large enterprise to put someone into BNI. It is normally you, you one or two man band with with, with, with a smallish team is your is your typical member, isn't it? It's it's not a room full of suits, professional salespeople. It's business owners and business managers normally. Yeah, it's. Um, I would say it's not just limited to one or two, one or two personal businesses. We do have some rather large organisations in there as well, but it's large organisations within the region. So anyone who's got an interest in either growing their business directly by their own business, or maybe it's people who are in roles as to where they are uh, revenue generating for the companies, then yes. But you're definitely right. It's not just a room full of suits. Um, it's people come to the meeting. Okay, dress smart. But they come, they come smart in the workwear that they will go to work in. So it's not just a shirt collar sort of organisation. Yes, you get people in suits in the real room, but you also get people wearing their best overalls ready to go to work afterwards as well. So then, Craig, do you, do you, do you think this will change the way B&I works forever? Or do you think it'll be a lasting effect? Or, or, or do you think society will change as a result of this? Wow. Um, okay, so... 
Honestly, I, I don't think if anything now will be normal again. Um, I, I think the normal as we once knew normal, I don't think will be normal. Uh, I think certain, um, I think the way that we've, the, the conditions that we've been under at the moment and the way businesses have changed, I think the normal as we previously knew it is history and we'll generate a new normal. Um, B&I, we will go back to normal meetings. Uh, well, we say normal meetings, we'll go back to face-to-face -face meetings as soon as we can, as soon as um, the government allows us to, as soon as we deem it in, um, in public interest and public safety that we can do that, then we will return to normal meetings. Um, but businesses as a whole, I think um, throughout this time have, have diversified and changed and I think we'll have a new normal. All right. Be interesting to see what that new normal is. Um, and, and Craig, do, do you have any tips for anyone out there who maybe literally cannot work at the moment? Um, you know, anything to inspire, anything to encourage? Absolutely. Um, I, I honestly, you see, I'm definitely a glasses half full type of person, and I see this as a huge, huge opportunity for businesses. Um, businesses should be grabbing this with both hands. It's, it, it's understandable that businesses, first of all, feel the panic and, and the uncertainty, and they, they have to kind of acclimatize themselves to that. It's taken some businesses, some people, um, a little bit of time to try and come to terms with what's gone on. Um, but now is an opportunity. It's, this is almost a gift for businesses because the amount of times that we hear people turn around and say, um, oh, do you know what? If I wasn't so busy, I, I definitely would re get the website redesigned. If I wasn't so busy, I definitely would work on the marketing plan for the business. If I wasn't so busy, I would love to be able to do a little bit of investigation into those companies who can better use my products and services so I can get introductions to them. And we've been gifted that time now where everybody's in the same boat or nearly everybody's in the same boat and you've got a real, real strong opportunity to line your ducks up to do that. And then the last thing that comes with that is education. Take the time to learn something new. If there's a part of your business or something that you don't know, if you've always been fearful of maybe public speaking or talking to people, what better way to do it than maybe come along to one of these meetings, uh, like our meetings, and come online from the comfort and safety of your own home um, and have that level of confidence to just throw yourself in the deep end and maybe give it a go and see what it's like and, uh, and learn, from the, if, learn from the other people in the room and what they're doing. It's definitely an opportunity to line your ducks up at the moment. So when these, um, these constrictions on movement uh, uh, lift and we can start getting back out there, that you're going to hit the ground running and they're going to be the incredibly successful businesses. Yeah, I mean, that, that touches on something that a lot of people are saying at the moment. It's, it's interesting because it feels like everything has been paused, but not everything is on pause. The smart businesses are using this time to get that list of jobs out of the way. I mean, we, we, we've had a surprisingly large number of people's um, books and records in for March year ends from people we wouldn't normally see till, you know, October or November. But they've used this time to get that nasty job out of the way. So when they get back, they can concentrate on winning work and delivering work. Um, Craig, that's, that's been fascinating. Thank you very much. Um, I'll make sure we put any links for people who are interested to learn more in the um, description and the comments on here. Meanwhile, that's been Martin speaking to Craig Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Martin.